The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. my watch begins. Welcome to the Throne Room, the unofficial Game of Thrones internet radio show exclusively on poppychularadio.com. Poppychula Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, May 26, 2016, and I am Priscilla of House Martell and commander of this particular Night's Watch. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit HBO series, Game of Thrones. Please welcome my co-hosts. Fire and Blood, it's Evelyn of House Targaryen. Hello, everyone. Winter is coming, it's Brittany of House Stark. Greetings, listeners. I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> Iron from Ice, it's Izzy of House Forester. What's up, Internet? And Valar Morgulis, it's Laura of the House of Black and White. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Not today. <laughs> not today not today motherfuckers not today <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> now that we've gotten introductions settled let's jump into our recap of season 6 episode 5 titled The Door and aired May 22nd 2016 so here's the official synopsis of the episode Sansa meets Peter Baelish, who offers the support of the Vale, and tells her that Brynden Tully is gathering an army at Riverrun. She refuses his help. Jon and Sansa leave Castle Black to gather support from other northern houses. In Braavos, Arya trains with a waif and is given a second chance to prove her loyalty by killing an actress. Beyond the Wall, Bran learns the White Walkers were created by the children of the forest to protect themselves from the First Men. In the Iron Islands, Euron Greyjoy wins the King's Moot despite confessing to killing Balon, causing Yara and Theon to flee. Beyond the sea, Daenerys learns about Jorah's grayscale. At Mirin, a red priestess, Kinvara, meets Tyrion and Varys and offers to support Daenerys. Bran's unaccompanied vision causes him to be touched by the Night's King, making the cave vulnerable. The Night's King, along with the White Walkers and Horde of Whites, ambush the cave, killing the Three-Eyed Raven, several children of the forest, 
Brand's Dire Wolf Summer, and Hodor. As for the ratings, TV by the Numbers gave the show 7.89 million viewers and a 4.0 in the ratings, tying the premiere numbers as the best mark of season 6 to date. So, they say it's a good episode, obviously, and I loved this. Like, I left this episode heartbroken. Like, I left it heartbroken in the beginning, and I left it heartbroken in the end for different reasons, but still, like, why? Why gotta be like this where, like, the episode before, everything is, like, hunky-dory and good shit is happening, and this episode, like, they pile the shit on you, like, but that's my opinion. Brittany, what did you think? Oh, man, I'm with you. Uh, I don't know, I came into this episode uh, pretty on a good note, you know, and I was talking to my sister right before we were watching, she's like, you know, we had such a good episode last week, what if this is not good? And I was like, why do you gotta be like that? And I'm like, you're, you're crazy. And then we get this freaking episode, but oh my god, really good. I, I this, this season's on a roll, and I don't think there's any chance of us slowing down. It is so good, and um, I don't want to rewatch it because I will cry again. Me, me and Laura <laughs> called it last, last episode, last week. <laughs> We're like, somebody's gonna fucking die next episode. <laughs> I hate you both. Like, I was seeing that. I was we, like, we told I you guys to get mentally prepared. We, we said it. Like, we, we like, said this episode's too good. We have you. to prepare yourself. Somebody's gonna fucking die next episode. It, the episode is just called The Door. Like, I mean, what are we supposed to get from that? And now we know. I thought it was going to be set up. Like, I honestly thought they were going to set up for, like, a bigger thing. Like, another Red Wedding. Like, a ton of deaths. And this one was just one, but it affects you so fucking much. Like, why? I hate that you both were right. Like, my heart is broken. Yep. Uh, Evelyn, did you guess it? Like, were you one of those people that already knew? Yeah, I totally called it. Like, there's too many good things happening in the storyline for something this, you know, like, tragic, not gonna happen. It's like, no, this is Game of Thrones. This isn't a happy story. Oh my so God. there has to be something going on here. That's so depressing, but so accurate. This is Game of Thrones. This is not a happy story. <laughs> oh my God. So, before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. You can follow the station on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Papichula Radio. And do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at papichularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Papichula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at papichularadio.com. And binge listen to your favorite Papichula Radio programs by visiting papichularadio.com slash archives. And search for The Throne Room through iTunes and hit that subscribe button. So we start off the episode pretty, like, dark at Castle Black, where Sansa Stark gets a letter from Peter Baelish asking to meet at a place called Molestown. And she takes Brienne of Tarth and confronts him about what he did by giving her up to Ramsay Bolton and refuses his aid in The Aid of the Vale but he tells her that her great uncle Brynden the Blackfish and the Tullys have retaken River Run. Later, uh, John strategizes how to take back Winterfell, and Sansa tells them that Northerners are different. And although the Umbers have sided with the Boltons, the Car Starks may switch sides. And Davos is a little bit more skeptical, and he says that most men are the same, and they need to believe that they're in a fight that they can win before they pledge. 
So John kind of like rounds everything up and says like the houses Glover, Mormont, Sirwin, Mason, Hornwood, and two dozen other houses are equal to the the big houses and they're still left to pledge. So Sansa says that with her name and Jon Snow's name as Starks that they can convince them to join. But she lies to him about her information about the Tullys saying that she in, that she read a raven of Ramsay's to, to get it. And she asks Brienne to go to Riverrun in her stead. And Brienne just kind of says that she doesn't trust everyone around them. And obviously Sansa doesn't seem to trust Jon Snow. But we kind of get conflicting messages because before they leave, she makes a coat just like their father's for him. And they leave Dolores behind to lead Castle Black. So that's everything that happened in Castle Black this episode. And... I gotta say, like, this is the first part that, like, makes me sad because we got one of the best episodes, like, the best coming together where they hug, where she says that she was kind of like a horrible sister, where they, they, they become Starks, they become family, like, part of it is, like, the wolf, the pack, togetherness, and now, like, you can see that there's seeds of doubt within her, and I'm just kind of like, you Starks have to stick together because there's nobody else that gives a shit about you all. But, like, I don't know. I feel so angry with Sansa now. I'm just kind of like, son of a bitch. Like, I know that it's the game and that you have to play it, but, like, John would never do anything to hurt her. I don't know All why right. she's doing that. All right, Sansa, Sansa defense Sansa's squad. Sansa's a bitch. I told you guys, Sansa's a fucking well, bitch. No, I have, I have a reason. I have a reason. But, but I understand her apprehension. Like, I mean, she's kind of been through some traumas, man. You got to give her some leeway there. But... You know, I, I my first like knee jerk reaction when I saw this part of the episode, I was like, "Here, back at it again, Sansa, with the bitch ass shit." That's exactly what I said, <laughs> and I was like, "But you know what?" <laughs> I started thinking about. It. I was like, "You know what? Like, you know, she has she has doubts, of course, because obviously, one, she's never like dealt with anything like this in her life. You know, be prior to like what happened to her, all her duties were is to be just a lady and not really think about." you know war or the consequences of war or who she needs to let in or who she could trust like she's new to all of this so i was like okay I, you know i'll give you a break sansa you're new to the game it's fine but i do agree like my first new jerk reaction was like ah sansa yeah i was starting to like you <laughs> no i got it i got you're, it i got it we're defending sansa so i want to know i want to know like what the hell Okay, Why? so I think what they wanted to do for the audience, they wanted to mislead you here because me too, when I first saw it, I was like, Sansa, what are you doing? But here's the thing, guys. Do you guys... Okay, well, two things. Do you guys think that she should trust Littlefinger? First and foremost. Do you oh, think she... no! Okay, so then why Richie, would she go... His, his nickname is Littlefinger. Come oh, on. Okay. You don't trust yes. a guy with a nickname. Like I'm that. not saying for me. I'm asking you guys first and foremost. Okay, so... She shouldn't trust him. Second, that's why we get that big scene with their confrontation. And she, this is the first time I have ever seen Littlefinger kind of like at a loss for words when she's telling him, so tell me, what do you think he did to me? And he, he really struggles to say something. And I think the rejection that she gives him, like, I don't want your help. It kind of, um... It kind of gets to him, but he still has, he's all, he has other steps, you know, it's not, it's a setback, but not enough for Littlefinger. He's always steps ahead. And I'm pretty sure 
he came into this thinking that Sansa was going to take him back. And when she doesn't, he's like, oh, shit, well, maybe I got to try harder. I still think the Vale's going to come to the rescue when they need it. I don't think Littlefinger's going to abandon her. And when he tells her, you know, oh, you know, remember, half-brother. That's supposed to tell us, like, oh, shit, he got to her. He's manipulating her. I don't think that's what it is. She definitely definitely trust john but the fact is if she mentioned that little finger came and gave her this information that means that they would have pressured her to be like you need to get little finger on board and after what she's been through with little finger i don't think that's a smart idea what if not only he fucks them over as well and also just to have him around after him giving her up to the boltons like she tells him you saved me from the monsters in king's landing but you served me to other monsters like She's playing the game, and she's also putting all the cards in her basket. She's like, I'm going to be the powerful one here, and I don't want to deal with Littlefinger. And I, I I don't think this is spoilers, but I was reading an interview with uh, the guy that plays Littlefinger, and he says regarding this season that his arc is kind of a, a having to do with atonement because he fucks up with Sansa. And he says that he tries to build something again with her. So I think... Uh, I think that she did the right thing by not telling John and her giving him the the coat that resembles Ned, you know, their father. That that should just already clear your mind, guys. Like you right there, that means she trusts John and that John reminds her of her of her father. And they're gonna be there. They're they're gonna be don't don't worry about it, guys. Honestly, don't worry about it. I'm but telling you right your, now. But to your okay. point, to your point, what you said that Oh, like, you know, she's afraid that Littlefinger is going to fuck her over. You know what I mean? Or, like, she's going to be forced to, like, you know, like, uh, t- like, they're going to force her to, to take Littlefinger in and, you know, yeah. basically help her. Like, Littlefinger is going to fuck her over regardless of whether he's, like, like, regardless of whether she says yes or no to him. You know? Because he, he wants power in the North. Yeah. So, like, he, he, he could, might, he could, like, just take the veil and go with the Boltons. Like it, that. Like I, I understand what you're trying to say, but like I also had that. Like okay, you know maybe he's doing, she's doing that because of that. That I also had the same line of thought. But then I was like, but that makes no sense. It makes no sense to not just be honest with John. You know, like hey, you know what? If he, she would have like gone and said to John, you know what, Littlefinger like offered us help, but I don't want to side with him because he gave me up to the Boltons. Everybody will be like, well, yeah, that guy's fucked up. Let's not. No, like, no they won't. They won't. They what? need they need troops right now. And if they're getting a free army, they're going to they're going to balance it and be like, I'm sorry, Sansa. We need the troops. This is this, they, they will go for the troops. I'm 100 percent. I believe that they would go for the troops. What I think, though, is if she had said where her information was coming from and she had said, I got it from Peter Baelish. They never would have accepted anything. And they would have been like, why are you talking to him? Like they, they would have immediately started suspecting her. Exactly. So on the one I, hand, I'm kind of like, it's, it's a smart move. But on the other, I'm like, but why are you, you playing the game against him? I think why? they also, I think they're also setting up for when they do go into battle and they don't know anything about the veil forces. I still, like I said in my theory, like a couple episodes ago, that he's still going to come to her rescue. And that's his uh, his journey of atonement. Because I know Littlefinger's planning some other shit. But if he's going to want, if he's going to want the North, 
he's gonna have to be with Sansa to do it. So even if she's rejecting him right now, it doesn't matter. That means they're just not working together in strategy. That doesn't mean he still can't go and order the forces to go and help him when they need it. Um, and, to th and honestly, after what Sansa's been through, I feel like her first instinct right now is to distrust. Like, I don't think she can trust anybody. Like, even John, a little bit, she's a little... But it's, it's not because she doesn't trust him. It's just an instinct right now. After what she's been through, she's had no agency. Everything's been stripped from her. She's, it's like she kind of forgot that she's Sansa Stark. And I think uh, that moment when Davos tells her, you know, we don't have the name Stark. Or John doesn't have the name Stark. And she's like, I do. Like, I feel like she got a little bit, you know, back when she said that. So I think we should have a little bit more faith in her. But I understand you guys. Me too. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Sansa? Go and tell him, but I think she's playing the game, and I think that Littlefinger right now, he has a weird obsession with Kat, which he put onto Sansa, and I don't yeah. really think he's going to fuck her over. And a lot of people are theorizing right now that the river, the river, at River Run, that that's probably a lie, that Littlefinger like, is going to fuck her over with that one. I don't think so. I think that was like his, his kind of thing there, like, well, you know what, if you're not going to accept my troops... Let me give you this information, and he's gonna slowly build up trust with her again. That's yeah, what to, I think. To, to your point, like I like um, like besides what we were talking about, like logic-wise. Uh, to mm -hmm. your point, like I really do think that because of his love for for a cat, that Littlefinger doesn't actually have ill intent. Maybe he wants power, yeah, but he doesn't want to screw like Sansa over, who reminds him so much of cat you know yeah. like i think that that love that he had for her or that obsession yeah. um carries him over to be somewhat of a good guy yeah in, like don't in that sense yeah like don't get me wrong i don't i don't think this guy's in love with her it's definitely obsession and i think we don't know his end goal except that we he, we know he wants power and power means being warden of the north something tells me that if he is the scum of the earth that we think he is, he may offer help again. Or maybe after the veil coming to her rescue and be like, well, yeah, I saved you. And now you owe me a favor. And they're going to be like, what? He's like, marry me and I'll be the warden of the north with you. Because Sansa will be the one to that inherit. That's exactly something that he would do. It's just, I don't know. When you guys are saying like he's obsessed or that he loves her, like any one of those things, I kind of like shy away from both of them. And I'm like, it's kind of like... I don't know, like, it's it's your favorite butterfly, but in the end, like, it doesn't matter. You'd still crush it anyway, like, if it gets yeah. in your way. Like, that's why, he doesn't, that's why, he that's cares. That's why I say obsession. That's why I say obsession, not love, because, you know, it, it it's a it's a weird thing. It's weird. But it's there. And, yeah, yeah. I, and I think he feels, and I think he feels a little, like, I mean, in that confrontation where she's like, you know, tell tell me what he did to me. Like, he can't really say anything. Like, it's, it's a little heartbreaking and he does feel i think bad but not yeah. like crushed not yeah, crushed but bad if he was a complete douchebag he would have been just like well yeah he like raped you or he like you know you know stabbed you or etc cetera, etc cetera, you know like the bad mm -hmm. things that he did to her like, he could have just been upfront with it but his hesitation tells me uh you know personally i feel like his hesitation tells me that he's he's not all bad and he, uh, maybe he does feel a bit like, fuck, you know, maybe I fucked up. But, you know, I I honestly think that right now we can consider him an like, ally? A, good, a good guy or an ally. Yeah, yeah same here. 
I agree. But he's, he's definitely like neutral, like and can like, Cha chaotic sway. neutral. I would yeah, he's chaotic yeah. neutral. He can sway like crazy, dude. Yeah, but, but he's gonna. He wants something at the end of this. I mean, yeah, he cares a little bit about her for weird reasons, but at the end, something's got to give. Something has to be for him, and uh, that's why we're gonna be like, "Oh, you little shit!" But we can't be mad at him because he came to the rescue. You know, it's just it's weird stuff like that. You know, I. But I will be the first to say I don't know what the fuck little I I little figure is the only character I cannot analyze correctly. Laura, little what do you finger, think about little finger yeah. is like a loose bullet, man. You never know yeah. where it can where it's gonna go, what direction it's gonna hit, if it's gonna harm you or go hit somebody else. He's mm -hmm. a loose bullet. We never know. He's it's just like Reed said. It, his his movements are unexpected. We don't know what he's gonna do. But I go with the theory that yes, he might try to marry Sansa. To become the Warren of the North, but then again, we have Jon Snow, and if Jon Snow actually takes the name Stark, that's gonna be a big issue for Littlefinger. Do you? I don't know. Do, I don't trust do, him. Yeah, me. I I don't trust him either. But do you agree with Sansa? Like b both of you, like Evelyn and Laura. Like, do you, did you feel like she's she's warranted in what she what she did? Oh yeah. Definitely. I I I don't. Let's say I don't agree with her, but I justify her actions. Why? Because it's just like Easy said, it's just like Brittany said. After she has gone through the hell she has gone to, I mean, try to put yourself in her shoes, being raped the way she got raped. She She's lucky she's not mentally broke because someone like, like Ramsey mentally breaks you and fucks you over. So at least you can say she's kind of in one piece, but she has a bunch of cracks. So I think she did the smart thing. I mean, yes, I hated what she did to John. I hated that she kept secrets, that she doesn't trust John. But it's not that she doesn't trust John. I guess she just wants to play it safe. Because right now she doesn't trust a lot of things that have been going around her. So yeah, she's been a bitch, but I guess this time at least being a bitch is just fine. Yeah, maybe later she'll tell him. I mean, we'll see like what happens. And I, and I want to point out that uh, a lot of people have controversy with the, with the rapes that go on in... Game of Thrones because we feel like it's more for shock value than it is for you know character growth and I think in this episode we got we got some consequences from what happened to Sansa uh, she I think she nailed it in the things that she was saying that um, you know I still feel what he did and it's like that's like the haunting of a traumatic experience and she's going through it and I love that we don't not that we don't spend time on her you know going through it or that she feels like shit but she's telling us right here she's telling Littlefinger this is what she's going through and it's really really shitty and I'm glad we got some of that because sometimes people are like well what look at it she's over it it's like no she's not she's just hiding it well and she's dealing it dealing with it on her own that so. line where she's kind of like it's not that I feel it in my girlish heart it's that I feel it every day it hurts like my body yeah. hurts like I was like oh this is like she's being strong like like she's she's showing him like hey you fucked up like that, that was haunting and amazing to me and to your point yeah. priscilla i feel like it's not like only like showing them but it's also showing it like to our to us as the viewers that like hey you know i think it's kind of like her speaking to the the masses of people that like kind of like going back to what Brittany said complain about like Oh, it's shock and awe, you know, that you guys are doing rape, you know, stuff like that. But for someone like me that who's who reads high fantasy or dark fantasy on a general like 
like just in general there's like this this stuff happens all the time in settings like this because it reflects on our own like history as humans that this happened all the time back in the day you know there was no rules no like people just got screwed over all the time but the fact that she said that i feel like it really speaks to us as viewers and it's like oh so this is you know why all this was leading up to this moment where this happens and then i guess i i feel a little validated like oh man that sucks you know it brought me back to the fact that she suffered yeah yeah and and, uh just before you know you wrap all this up i was gonna talk about uh the first thing she does ask uh, Littlefinger is, uh, "Did you know about Ramsay? What do you guys think?" Did no, did he, no, uh, he, no, right? He, I don't think I don't think he did either. Look, he legitimately looked surprised, and yeah, he, I, I think it kind of upset too that like I underestimated someone in the game, and I won't do that again. And it's like, weird, and, and that's awesome though, right? That Littlefinger supposed to know everybody and she tells him she's like did you know well if you did you know you're an enemy and if you didn't you're an idiot like damn you know what though that's funny because that that theme ran throughout the episode Littlefinger got caught off guard and so did Varys regarding information where that's usually their strong suit true that oh my god like this is this is beautiful you guys are tying up themes here yeah (laughs) <laughs> getting deeper that's the deep. point that's the point woman of doing a podcast tying things up making people see point of views that they haven't seen before Aha. the analysis Aha. so good <laughs> <laughs> okay so I think we covered everything there is to know about, oh like, wait Castle Black. Tormund Tormund oh and- shit <laughs> yes his grin his grin oh god like he- Sonrisa colgate, colgate smile, beautiful. Like his grin, his grin was like senpai noticed me. <laughs> Omg, <laughs> it was so fantastic, and I love that Brian mentioned him earlier. She's like that fellow with the beard, and you know, it's just like yes, she's noticing him. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Notice me, senpai. I hate you guys so much for referencing you know it's that. true. You know it's true, Priscilla. You were thinking it. Deep down in your core, you were thinking it. I saw it and I was like, this is the- Hawaii. (sighs) Oh my god. Jesus. Like, that's like one of the only like bright spots that we had this like episode. Like, but his grin. (laughs) One of them. He's kind of like, be cool for her, be cool for her. Not not grin, suave grin. (laughs) You just see it. I love it that this guy doesn't seem like he knows how to court her or he hasn't had a chance to, but he keeps staring at her and I'm just I'm waiting for them to interact. Like, you know what? I'm also waiting for him to see her fight. This is I, the same like, oh my god. This is the same guy who said he fucked a bear. Like this I know, that's why <laughs> Guys, all I want is a bro scene between him and and uh Jon Snow and he's like talking about her and how like he likes her. I want that's what I want. You know? I don't know. We want some room. We haven't had any. I mean, to be honest, we haven't. And the, I, this is something I never knew I wanted until they gave it to us. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's a very weird romance, but he's real awkward. And I kind of want to see, like, I don't necessarily want to see him together so much as I want to see what the hell he does. Like, 
I have never seen someone that fucking awkward in my life. Like, he's very much senpai noticed me. Like, um, I didn't gonna call it right now. There's going to be a scene where they're both fighting and they're both like trying to outdo themselves. And that's when the spark is going to happen. Oh, there's nothing like to, you know, get people together than killing together. Because we know that Tormund is a f- is a badass. Yeah, we know that he's a beast. Please don't. Nah, you just said that, and a part of me is just kind of like it's Game of Thrones. He's probably gonna die. Ah, oh, come on, Priscilla. <laughs> Hopefully. Shut up, Priscilla. Don't freaking jinx it. Don't freaking jinx it. Because you know it's freaking true. Will. It always happens, woman. It always happens. They always oh, kill God. all the cool people. It's not even Odor. Even Odor. And I think he's, and he's gonna scream for her, and then he's gonna die. No, Romeo and Juliet style. No, I want her to save him, and like be like, and him be like, oh my god, senpai. Ooh, Brigi- uh, Brittany, what if he saves him? She saves him. And That's he, why. And she carries him. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting into just, like just after- like the meme I show you guys, where he's wearing a dress. That one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she that one. I was laughing my ass she, off when I saw she that. She showed me one where it's just kind of like, it's like those like dollar romance novels that they sell at Walgreens or something. And it's just like him in a dress, like <laughs> hair blowing in the wind as Brienne like is like a knight and looks on like real tough and strong. I fucking love it. Like, Oh, oh my God. Tor- Tormund is um, Sailor Moon and Brienne is Tuskito Mass Man. No, Tuxedo Mask is fucking useless. Like, Brienne is a badass. I I need someone that, like, follows me around that's like, do you want me to kill him? Do you want me to kill him? Yeah, like, that is useful. Sansa, you need to keep Brienne close to you. Yeah, that's why I think she has a little bit of plot armor, which I am okay with. I'm not going to complain when characters deserving of the plot armor, like, have it. So, um, I'm on board to see what they're going to give us more of Tormund and Brienne. I don't mind the slow burn. The looks are enough so far. So, speaking of Brienne, like, we have her as, like, a strong warrior, and we get another, like, strong warrior scene between Arya Stark, like, in Bravas. So, we see her training with the Waif, and she loses badly twice, and she's told that she's not ready and will never be one of us. And Jack and Hagarth is there telling uh, Arya about the history of the Faceless Men. And he gives her poison to use against Lady Crane, an actress. And Arya sees the street performance of Lady Crane. And it's pretty vicious, like, making fun of her father. And, like, you kind of feel for her. But, like, as soon as, like, you're starting to get, like, feels, like, you get a full-on, like, shot to the face of a warty penis. I'm just like, why? Why? I didn't ask for this. What the hell? (laughs) And the guy is gay, so no worries. He's okay. He's, guy is, he's gay. You're cool. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. I didn't need a penis in the face that like late at night. I'm just like, what the fuck? I think I, I, think I, the, think I the actress. It, but I think I do. Oh, <laughs> the actress uh, Amelia Clark that plays a uh, Khaleesi. I think she's like, yeah, let's have more male nudity. That'd be awesome. Well, you got it. This you is got, what we get. You got the zoom. The zoom in. <laughs> Of the of a dick and uh, that was a uh, you know how funny this was it was funny because I was watching this with my mom and no! like, yeah we watch it every Sunday night we all watch it together my mom oh my god <laughs> it was so funny 
And I just love Game of Thrones for putting that in. And I don't know what it had to do with the story, but it was it awesome. It had nothing to do with the story. <laughs> I remember, like, I was watching this, like, with my boyfriend, and I was like, whoa! Kind of, his live stream was delayed, so you, when they got you to were, that, you, like, you were like, <laughs> you were like, Ra, look, that's a cute penis, Ra. Oh, you just God. look like that. You, you were like, oh. Ra, I want your dick to look like that. Gross! Oh my God, nice that was a funny penis. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But so anyway, warty penis aside, like all she needs, all she figures out is that like uh, Lady Crane drinks rum and she's like gonna plan to poison it. But when she asks why she's being killed, Jacken responds, Does death only come for the wicked and leave the decent behind? And oh. is told as a servant she doesn't ask questions. And as soon as he said that line, I was like, Fuck. Bad shit's gonna happen. Someone's gonna die. Is, is it is it foreshadowing or is it like also just stating the obvious of what we've been through the past six seasons? It has to be foreshadowing. I like part of me in the my heart of hearts. I hope that like she kills she kills him. Why? Like, she kills because, yeah, that she kills Jagan because I feel like she's becoming more and more uncomfortable with the fact that she has no say so in her own revenge. I want her to kill the waif, not Jacken. I think Jacken's just kind of chill. Yeah. But I want I, the waif to die. That waif, though, has great fight scenes with her. Like, she punched mm-hmm. the shit out of her. I was like, ring out. That was that was vicious and amazing. Like, Actually, I was kind of mad at that scene. Why? In the episode before that, we saw that she was blind. Or when was it? Two episodes ago? I don't remember when it was. But Arya was blind and she was kicking her ass. And now, like, she has her sight back and now she's getting her ass kicked. It just makes no sense to me. To be fair, in the in comics, Daredevil has, like, is without his sight and is, like, kind of a badass. And then in, like, one issue where he gets his sight back, he starts fucking failing at fighting. So, <laughs> it, it makes nah, sense yeah. in that way, like, yeah. comic book wise. Yeah, you're right. I never thought of it that way. But, oh, but you know what I think it also is? I feel like that waif just is fucking out to get her, dude. Like, I feel like maybe she should be, like, sparring with her, not really beating her up, you know, per se. And I feel like she just likes to kick the shit out of, uh, out of her. And she then, and then, face yeah, face. and then, and then, uh, Aya gets, uh, she gets very, uh, frustrated, so she lashes out. And then the waif gets the upper hand because she's more calm and collected. But she knows she struck a chord. Like that bitch is out to get is out to get her. There's no denying that. And I'm waiting for that bitch to die. I don't like her. Yeah. I like and a part of me though feels really weird for calling her like a bitch because I'm just kind of like, but she's a faceless man, meaning like maybe she's not even the waif. Maybe she's like some other face, or maybe she's been there for fucking ever. Like, I don't know. Like I want to know more about the waif before she dies, but maybe, like, we'll never know anything because she really is no one. So, like, if she dies, it's of no consequence. It's true. I feel like there's more for... I feel like, to be honest with with our story, if we really think about it, why is she there? She's there because I think she was really amazed when... uh, God, I keep getting his name wrong. But Jockin saves her and her friends, and uh, he's like, when you're ready, you know, come find me. And she goes to find him when she feels like there's no hope for her family since uh, Rob and Caitlin died. Or Catelyn. I always say Caitlyn. Catelyn died. Um, so now she's there. And she keeps she keeps having to be put in check. And uh, they're testing her again. I think she's going to fail. 
and I think she will leave the faceless men because remember I was asking you guys how how does her story tie in with everyone else? She's literally isolated and all she has is her list. And I don't think they're going to give her a chance to kill people on her list. And I think uh she's just going to use what she can of her fighting style and her skills and get out get away from there and go and fulfill her list. There's only two faceless men in Bra uh, of Bravos, right? Like we haven't seen others yeah so if she does kill them up like if she does kill the waif and jack and hagarth off like that's it like but i it would be just her i doubt that that's gonna happen though like i honestly think she's gonna take up the mantle of no one and it's gonna take something drastic for her to remember like no i'm Arya stark and she's gonna get needle back and like no way I... to, to westeros no. Oh, okay, well, I think she's going to get Needle and kill the wave when uh, push comes to shove. Because I don't I don't think Aya really wants to be a faceless man. I think she just wanted to acquire the skills they had. Because I think their rule their rules are going to be too much for her. And I think uh, she's going to want out. And I think this test is, gonna, is supposed to psych her out and she's going to fail. And, it, and they don't get their chances, so what's going to happen to her? They're probably going to go after her and she's going to have to kill them. And get needle and get the hell out. It's In my like, opinion, that's what I think. It's because the episode of theories with us, yeah. Just kind of like, yeah I don't know what else. Happen. I don't know what it's, else. It's because Rini's right. It, like it makes that scene with needle makes no sense if she wasn't gonna like say, "Well, fuck this. This is not what I want." You know, like why would she hide needle other than for like sentimental value? Like even then, like okay, well she's sentimental about needle, so she's gonna hide it. And she wants to be a good fighter. Like, that for sure we can all agree on. She's always wanted to be a sword, you know, a sword master. She's always master. wanted a water dance. Yeah, she's always wanted to do that. And it didn't matter what kind. She just always wanted to be good at it. And now she's getting real training. She's quite good. She's quite better than probably average people in, like, the Kingsguard and stuff. Like, she's pretty good. And it's probably going to be better. And I think if she leaves, she'll be able to... You know, hold out on her own. She couldn't travel by herself. That was why the, the, the hound was with her. Now she really doesn't need it. in To an extent. So, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they do send her to kill somebody on the list. And she goes. But I don't know. Like, why would they tell her to kill the person that's Cersei? That's playing Cersei in the play. Like, I want to see how that works out. There's, there's a theory that I have. And it's a... Stupid theory. Like, I, I knocked it out, like, right away. But when you mentioned it, I was just kind of like, okay, maybe. That Cersei, remember when she was talking about the little birds and she's like, if somebody's, like, making fun of me, I want to hear it. She's probably one of the only people rich enough to hire, like, the men of Bravos and say that, like, she wants, like, all these little troops, all this little shit that's making fun of her to go away. To send a message. To stop. Like, so wouldn't it, like, suck... If the reason, like, Arya's doing this is because she's being paid by the Lannisters, the very self-same people that she hates. Well, like, that could be it, because because Cersei's having the, the, the mountain kill everybody that even says one bad thing about her. So, but I don't know if... I feel like the only place that hasn't had magic, like, touch its place is, uh, is King's Landing. And I feel like Cersei's always looked down on magic. Because even when they mention the dragon, she's like, baby dragons, no dragons. You know, like she doesn't care, so that's weird. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It could be a thing. I just for, just remembered that King's Landing doesn't have any of that, and which is weird because they have the Faith Militant, 
you would think that they have some kind of magic with their god and we haven't seen anything. So. Yeah. So, okay, we've talked about Bravos. So let's go on to Pike, which is pretty, like, eventful. We, we got the King's Moot to happen. And we had Yara kind of stand up and say that she wants a salt throne and promise to build a fleet against the lords of Westeros. And another person claims that Theon, who's the last son of Balon Greyjoy, has to stand up for the salt throne before her. But he kind of like pauses, then he stands for Yara. And Euron Greyjoy comes and fucks everything up and interrupts them and claims the salt throne. And Yara figures out that he killed her father the the previous king but he doesn't care like he admits it to everyone saying that Balon was leading them nowhere and he promises and this is important to lead the iron fleet and join with Daenerys Targaryen and with that promise he wins and he's crowned and not but not before Yara and Theon like make off with like the fastest ships they book it I know I I, I remember watching this and being like these Greyjoy like this this part's vicious. You have to drown and come back to life to be able to be a king. Like, what's dead may never die. Like, now that makes sense. Like, and I, I, I don't know. Like, a part of me feels like good. Like, Euron took the took the throne. That means that we're gonna get ships and we're gonna be able to send them to Daenerys and we're gonna get more. Like, she's finally gonna connect with the story. But on the other hand, I'm like, I want those ships to go to the north. I want them to help against the White Walkers, because that's where it's necessary. Yeah, that's I, why I think I think them going right now and talking to Daenerys and everything, I think that that's going to take some time, because it's it's pretty big if we have a, a house, a really, a well-known house, not a strong house, but a well-known one, and known for their ships are coming to her aid, and they get her over there, they're going to think that, oh, we're getting you over here to, um, to take over the throne when it's like, oh shit, we're getting, we're probably gonna bring her here, and it's gonna be the White Walker War. Like, do you think she's gonna be the one then that decides the 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 battle against the White Walkers, or do you think it's gonna be John? Like, decides like like that she's gonna be the the oh, one no, that like, makes win. Yeah, who's gonna be like the deciding factor? Who's gonna be the leader of like this army against the White Walkers? Like, John and Danny together. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we're gonna have to get some alliances here. I think, uh, I think John is gonna be the leader, but he's gonna need Danny's help with the dragons. So I think, uh, I think we need that. I would be very disappointed if we get a White Walker fight and Danny is not there, because we need those dragons. I kind of want John to do it on his own because he's been facing them for like ever on his own. Like I want him to. But like, how are they gonna? How are they gonna kill all of them? On a dragon. Yeah, that's what that's the theory, right? That's I would like that as well. But if not, I don't care. We need the dragons to kill like a hundred f- freaking walkers because the more men die, I feel like their their army's just getting bigger. So we we need all the help we can get. So all all you need to kill off are those the the uh, are those white walkers, and there's only four. So. Are you, sure that, are you sure when, when we kill one of those, the other ones stop? Is that how that works? I think so. Like, that's my well, theory. The king. That, like, well, you mean the king, right? As like, The king and the four, or the four horsemen people? Yeah. yeah. I think the main one is the one that needs to die. 
Maybe. I don't I I honestly I don't know guys. And I think that would be really easy if it's like let's just kill this guy and everyone dies. But then again, who is good enough to face against them? To 1v1 me, bro. So oh, we we know that that these guys, like these four like badass motherfuckers, they have like some kind of like magical shielding because you remember that episode then when they're walking through the fire the fire just kind of like dissipates like like okay i'm my bad bro and then it comes back on and the other the other whites can't be like can't walk through it mm-hmm. so I feel, it, well, I feel they have like some kind of boss aura going on there well They've maybe magic well Thank maybe you. because for sure the knight's king is like the one that we can distinguish that he's he looks a certain way and that's him. And the other three always they look like generals. I don't think they have a distinct look to them either. They both just they all just look like old men. And uh didn't John kill one at Hardhome? Yeah. He killed one. So that's why yeah, I feel like they can keep one. they can keep making like the generals, but we always keep seeing the same four. And I don't know if they've had a close up and I they look the same or they look different, but I'm guessing they look the same. Only the king the Night King looks different and creepy and... No, they all... I, I had to watch this episode again and pause, like, at moments. So, like, yeah, they're they're all different and they all carry different weapons. Like, one carries, like, a saber, one carries a sword, one carries an axe. Like, they're, oh, all, like, they're okay. all ice weapons, so... Okay, and then whoever John killed was probably... Was not one of the four, I'm, I'm just remembering. It wasn't because they were still on the cliff when he looked at them. And uh, he just faced off, like, a regular guy, some some guy... And uh, but that guy, that guy, that guy was like, oh shit! Or one of them was like, oh shit! I, somebody was oh shit when John killed him. But yeah, okay. Well, we have a lot of questions. Yeah. So. Okay, so skipping over from Pike to Vaistothrak, we get uh, a scene between Daenerys and Jorah Mormont finally, and he tells her that she has to send him away, and tells her that he has grayscale. And she finally says that she's sorry. And at that point, like, he admits that he loves her again. And Dario's just standing there kind of like, well, I'm just here. And <laughs> That was this, awkward. This ends the romantic scene with him, with her saying that, like, he, he has to find a cure to, to Grayscale and then return to her. Like, and I'm like, why are you giving Lord of the Friendzone hope? <laughs> like, let him die in peace. What the hell? Like. And I, I, I laughed when they panned to Dario and Dario's just kind of like, why? Why am I here? Maybe because he was a dick last episode? Aww. I was laughing when that happened. I was like, yeah. oh, Lord of the friend zone. You're yeah, a hero. Yeah. Go you know? do. Show everyone <laughs> that they can get out of the friend zone before you die, motherfucker. That's yeah. funny, he's, told, dude. That's he's totally gonna funny. die before before getting out of the friend zone. I like, don't think I, so. That's 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 really uh, sad though. But I guess the Naris did it out of compassion for him. Maybe I, I don't. I don't think he's gonna die. I I absolutely do not. I think he's gonna die in a different way. It's not How? gonna be disease. All the only reason why I have I have faith that he's gonna find something was because they were able to stop Shireen when uh, when she got it and ha- only half her face stayed like that. So I feel like his arm is gonna just stay like that but he's gonna be able to stop it and find a way but we're not gonna see him for a couple episodes but i do think uh her choice of words were uh were important where she's like when i rule you know i want you by my side I, or i need you by my side and i'm all like i think he needs i think she she needs him too i think uh having jorah there is actually quite good like daenerys is gonna have the best 
support group, best advisors, like, count advising council, like, ever. And, and yet, no, do you remember her first guy on the council? The one that was a badass swordsman, but he was old. I forgot what his name Barristan. is. Barristan. Barristan Selmy. Yeah, Barristan Selmy, where he tells Jorah, like, if you are part of our council, all you're going to do is, like, make everyone in Westeros, like, doubt her because of, like, your, your past, because of how shameful your past is. So, in a way, I kind of don't want Jorah to come back because I want her, like righteous path through like Westeros to be like clean to be precise to be real like and if she has him like all it's gonna but do look is who, drag but her look down she, but look who she has she has Tyrion who killed his own dad she has Varys who has spiders and people <laughs> and he's a eunuch and then uh, she has Grey Worm you know who's who was a slave Missandei who was a slave as well like her council is all different kinds of people and I feel like as long as they they treat the people right and stuff, they're not gonna judge her. Like I think, uh, I think it's fine. I think people are gonna forgive like who you were. Same thing with Jon Snow. He's a bastard, but he's a really good guy. You know, like the question long- is, what kind of people are we talking about that are gonna be like uh, like nobles? Well, whoever whoever is supporting her 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 cause, like because the people that if, rise up for her. Yeah, because if it's just like regular people, oh yeah, no, and I think that having that kind of console like works in favor because they're like oh she she wants people of like all backgrounds I don't yeah think, like actually matters yeah that's actually a really good point there that she has everybody all kinds of people supporting her and i think that's a that's a good way to lead you know it doesn't matter who you are so i think that's pretty cool i like that go danny yeah before she fucks shit up which she probably <laughs> she's she's coming like at that last scene had her like riding away with the with the Dothraki she and I'm just awesome. kind of like she has another army like fuck yes like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing her fuck shit up in Marine yeah I agree um and Jorah uh, we'll see him again I don't know if this season but he's probably gonna pop up when we least expect him. Or maybe, like, at the very second he comes over, be like, oh, yeah, I knew he was going to come. But I think their their exchange and their little scene was very, very sweet, very good. Um, I don't think she's leading him on at all. She's just, she really ha- she really does care about him. And I think for him, too, he's like, I am in love with you. But for me, just being, just, just serving you is enough for me. I don't need to have more. It's just being here is enough. And that's why she tells him, go find a cure and then come back and... It, his little smile, like, oh, Mr. Friendzone. So beautiful. That little tear but, that went down uh, her face. But Mr. Friendzone is awesome, dude. I mean, he got Danaris' paper and Danaris forgave him. What else he can ask for? If he dies, he dies in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the girls are just kind of like, go, Mr. Friendzone. I know. Well, I don't I, need them to be together. Like, I, I think that's a little weird, but, yeah, but, aw. I just want her to die, like, as soon as possible and as tragic as possible. Like, saving her or something? Or? Yeah, something, like, like... Oh, yeah, I can see him dying like that, but of the of the disease thingy, nah. Like, yeah, give I him a better see, death. I, I honestly don't see him dying of the disease. Or, or it could be, like, you know, like, Jorah went, you know, weeks, you know, doing all this stuff for her, and he just, like, succumbed to it or something. Yeah. Yeah. That would be super sad and, like, fitting with Game of Thrones to have it kind of be, like, that stupid fucking video game where you're trying to make it out west and, like, you die of, like, 
tuberculosis or something and fuck like just that's it that's the end of your journey oh like, he could be yeah. he could be rallying troops or something and the Oregon trail thank you yeah. that that yeah, was the name I of the game that. like <laughs> but that seems very jory but I do the Jorigan want... trail <laughs> oh. no I think uh, I think he he's gonna be around for a little bit longer in my opinion but if he does die I hope it's pretty epic I put I hope it serves him well beautiful so okay we're switching up from vice to Thrak, and we're going to marine now and pete varis and misande and uh gray worm everybody has realized that a fragile peace has taken hold between the sons of the harpy and the freedmen but Tyrion says that's not enough that daenerys needs to be known for ending the violence and they need someone that can be trusted to spread that word so he invites the high priestess of the Red Temple of Volantis, named Kinvara, to do so. And she agrees, saying that Daenerys is the one who was promised. But Varys just, like, comes and stands up to her and says that, like, Melisandre said the same shit about Stannis Baratheon and he's dead. And he calls her a fanatic. And that it's, like, useful that, that she says stuff like that because, like, in the end, that's what fanatics do. Like, they can just change their minds. But she in turn like says like reminds him of that sorcerer who made him a eunuch and the voice in the flames and she asks if he wants to be told what it said in the name of the one who spoke. I want to know who that was. Oh, that's totally the red like like the 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 Lord of Light. Like you know it. You know the Lord of Light like has well, powers well, like give give life and take it away. And it would make sense that the sorcerer has like forever life now because the lord of light gave it to to him in exchange for sacrifice well, well so like, pretty much what he, he took penises of kids to the lord of light <laughs> and he gives immortality or what that's, that's what up. i think it that is perfect you see like, we need to find a penis of a kid to be immortal maybe that's Imagine why the play Priscilla, that's the reason why we got that shot of the close-up penis <laughs> I fucking knew it, was, it was foreshadowing how did we not see this <laughs> Come on, Priscilla. You, think, do you know why analyze. the Lord of Light, like, they were doing that, like, giving sacrificing penises to the Lord yeah. of Light? Because he needs all the penises in the world to fuck you over it in as many ways as possible. <laughs> I hate you all. It's so true, though. I, oh, I, God. I mean, if we're being, if we're, if we're gonna take this into contest, eh, contest, context, um, I feel like the Lord of Light's the only Lord that's been doing something. Like, I, I mean, remember the, the what's going on in King's Island? We didn't get any of that this episode, but they have their own gods there, too. What the fuck have they done except make people into fanatics? But so are the Lord of Light people. And I think having Varys in that state where he looked freaked out. I've never seen Varys lose his cool. Yeah. That scared me. And I think uh, that, and I feel like that's a that's a warning. Like this chick, um, Kinvara. I feel like she she's no Melisandre. I feel like this girl's more wicked. And Let's, Melisandre- right Let's talk about her, man. I am in love with her. I saw her, and I'm like, Kinvara. Yes, yeah. I'm like, you could be my priestess. I don't care if you're Lord of Dicks. You know, screw me over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with you, girl. I need I need you in my life. I need more of you. Like, I, I mean, the thing is with this is Tyrion is trying to make some kind of pact that uh, so that the people know that Daenerys is trying to keep them safe. You know, not only freeing them, but saving them and keeping them safe. 
The thing is, this is not the this is the second time we see a monarch make a deal with uh with a religious uh yeah. society and it did not work well the first time. Then again, it was Cersei and Cersei's bad at politics. Tyrion is not. But I fear that this the, might the not be is- well. Se confia, like he thinks too much of himself. He thinks that he knows, and that's like where you you remember the 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 quote last time. Like you don't you don't use them; they use you. That's what they do, and I I, I figure it it goes the same with like these religious like people. Like it, it's it's the same thing happening all over again to another Lannister. Like I, never I, invite religion into this shit. Like I agree, but I disagree at the same time because. Think of what she said, like like Daenerys is the promised the promised one, right? And then like as long as you're her ally, then no harm is gonna come towards you. So that means that I feel like the whole religious aspect of it is gonna be the total opposite of what's happening in King's Landing, where like the sect over there is like trying to take over things and the crazy people on this side are trying to help Daenerys take over things. They're not I don't think they're gonna like stop her from like getting what she need, what she wants to do. I think they're going to enable her. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's completely different. It, the thing is with that is I I I, th- I agree with what you're saying. I think uh it's going to work in their favor. I just think there is going to be conflict because what's going to be the conflict in Marine with the religious uh fanatics? I don't think it's going to be that they're helping her. That he should be like, "Yay!" But then it's going to be like, "Nay!" Because they sacrifice people, unless they do some different stuff. Because we know that they believe, yes, in the Lord of Light, but there could be like different kinds. If you guys understand what I'm saying, like, yes, we could. They all worship the same Lord, but do they all do sacrifices? Do they all do the same thing? And if they do what Melisandre does, then well, uh, I don't know. I don't you know. Heard her. She said, like, her dragons are going to come and like breathe fire and like kill all the fanatics and i'm just uh, not all the fanatics like all of the false like false idols and false worshipers i'm just kind of like oh well see there you go that i don't know i don't think danny's gonna support that and i think if danny does though i feel like her journey is just gonna spiral downward like it did for for stannis uh and i don't want that for danny i want i don't want danny to be lost in this religious stuff but um, Melisandre believes uh, Jon Snow is the 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 what is it? The Azor Ahai, the one yeah. who, the, that was promised. Yes, and then this chick is like, it's Danny because she li- we literally saw her, you know, in the fire. So it's like I think there's gonna be a clash of Melisandre versus Kinvara. Ooh, I like to see that. <laughs> oh, right. So first we have the bastard ball, and now we're gonna have the redheaded bitches ball, the Lord <laughs> yeah. of Dicks ball. We can call it like that, right? You see, the Lord of Dicks ball. It's gonna yes. be interesting. Hmm. No. I go for the I go for the old redhead, the one with Johnny. She's yeah. one. Kin- Kinvara is totally like two hundred and somewhat years old. You know, she's got like that stupid like necklace that the necklace, yeah. Yeah. So, I, like you guys are saying, like she's hot, she's hot. But then I keep thinking of like once they take off the necklace, they're not hot no more. Like you know, I just I still need to see her boobs. They need I don't a- mind. We need to see uh, Kinvara's boobs, and then we'll compare. But yeah, I think that's going to be a thing. I, I have no predictions, but I do think that that's going to interfere with stuff. But we'll see. I kind of hope Varys matches up against Kinvara. Like, I, yeah. I have faith in him. Like, come on! Like, a biggest like like his 
face at the end was just kind of like, fuck you. How could you say that to me? You Do you know how sensitive I am about that topic? Like, he just, he looked so scared and so, like, dismayed and, like, horrified. Like, I, I want him to be strong, to be, like, sassy, to be the Varys that we know and yeah. love. Because like, he's very skeptical. He's He doesn't believe in that stuff, which is funny because, you know, he's seen dragons. He's seen all this stuff, which is magic. So why doesn't he believe this? It's And, and we believe because we, they literally brought back people from the dead. They brought back Jon Snow, like. If anything, their faith has some powers. It's real, but to what end? Is it is it good? Is it bad? I mean, we're still conflicted with Melisandre. Fucking hated her for burning Shireen, but now we're like, oh, it's okay. You brought back Jon Snow. I mean, no, I am still not okay with her. I oh, still I'm okay want her to fucking die. <laughs> like, I'm okay with her. Like, I mean, if she's gonna help the greater good, well, I guess Shireen had to die. Time wanted to happen. Man, I mean. greater good, my ass. I want her to cry. <laughs> think like, about it. Maybe they gave the little girl in exchange of Jonas. No. Think oh, about it. A little girl I, for another pussy girl. I mean, sorry, Johnny's no. Because sometimes Johnny. he acts like a pussy. I'm sorry. I love Johnny boy, but fucking well, Bri- Juanito de las Nieves. He acts all pussy sometimes, so it makes sense. Well, Brianne we give a little it. girl to get another little girl back. Oh. Think about it. Well, Brienne uh, said, you're right, that she doesn't trust her. And, like, there's yeah. there's a damn good reason because, I don't know, like, I don't trust her either. I want her to die so much. Like, I don't know. I feel God. like, we, okay, well, let's use her first and then she can die because at least she knows the big war is coming with the, with the White Walkers, too. And uh, fire is supposed to kill them or something. Something's supposed to kill them. And I think we need her for we that. Have- we have Kimvara now. We don't need Melisandre. Like, that bitch well, can die. I feel like Kimvara's gonna be a little bit, uh... She's gonna be a little cray-cray. I'm interested in her, though. Don't get me wrong. I want to see more of her. I'm intrigued, but I don't know. I don't know who to trust right now. Uh, it's Game of Thrones, dear. Trust no trust one. Trust no one. <laughs> Not even your shadow. And so the big that is speak from flames. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, we've gone through Marine, And now we get to the big part of the episode the north so Bran and the three-eyed raven go into a flashback and they see how the white walkers were born that the children of the forest drove a dagger through a man tied to a weirwood tree and they did this to defend themselves against the first men and later with everyone asleep Bran is bored and goes into a vision by himself and he sees an army of whites led by four white walkers among them the Night King and the Night King grabs his arm and Bran wakes up but because the Night King left his mark on Bran they can now get into the sanctuary and the three-eyed raven tells Bran the time has come for you to become me and I don't I have no idea what the fuck that means but he fears that he isn't ready and they go into one last vision where they see a, a young Rickard Stark leaving for the Vale and saying goodbye to a young Ned Stark. And while while the vision is happening, the White Walkers and Whites are fucking shit up. They've made it outside the safe haven. And Mira's trying desperately, like, wake up, Bran. Like, you need to get in Hodor now. Like, you need to warg. And he does. He wargs into Hodor and they run. And in the battle... Summer, the the direwolf dies, the children of the forest die. Mira, notably, she kills one of the four White Walkers, and the three-eyed raven is killed. And in the vision, like, 
we see kind of like Bran Warg and Willis's like eyes go white and he just goes into shock and he's, he's shouting hold the door which kind of slowly morphs into Hodor and all the while like we see Hodor blocking the door from like from the whites so they don't pass through the door as Bran and Mira escape now we know what Hodor means <laughs> and I never thought I never wanted to fucking know like if this is how I want this if this is what how I know I don't want to know this shit what I the fuck tell you guys something Alright, so uh, a couple months ago, I was on like this forum, and it had to do with Game of Thrones, and somebody said in that forum, and I can't find it anymore, but I wish I could, what Holder is saying is, hold the door. And like when I saw the episode name, uh, I like, by the time that happened, I was like, fuck, I was spoiled like this kinda so long ago and it just like oh my god like i i didn't know who it was but that blew my mind you know like that i that i knew i already kind of like knew what it meant and then that scene i was like oh shit i know what you're talking about it's uh it's michael ventrella and he wrote he wrote a blog post that where he talked to george r r martin and in an elevator at at a convention yeah yeah, that's when he's just kind of like, I was thinking your comment about wanting to be an elevator operator, and it's clear to me now that Hodor is short for hold the door, and he says, you don't know how close to the truth you are. Yeah, that's it. So, that's since it. 2014, he's fucking known this shit. Ah, yep. oh, like, why? Oh my god, like... Well, Brand is not paying attention. His mom told him, don't climb trees, you know, don't, don't warg, you know, or don't touch the tree. <laughs> Don't touch the tree, and then uh, I'm gonna touch the tree. But apparently, like I was saying earlier, time wants to happen. Everything that happened was supposed to happen, and uh, it's really, really heartbreaking. Like I think the way they they matched, um, where they were they they had the Hodor scene of him holding the door and him having a seizure in the past. Oh my god, I it was so heartbreaking. Like I didn't think I was gonna leave game of thrones episode just feeling so sad and not because some like not because not like red red wedding sad like shock value sad just i was so sad can i ask you guys like interpretation of that like did he warg into the hodor of the past and that and the hodor went into the present yeah and that's why he's like hold the door hold the door like yeah when when he's in like the the past like I, is that what I was, happened? I was actually going to ask that right now. Like, what I saw was, I think, like, they flipped them. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, the, 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 the same the, one went inside of the body of yes. the one before. Yes. That's what I feel happened. And if that's what happened, that is so, like, it, it just, like, implicates, like, so much, like, of what Bran can actually do. You and know? that means that Hodor knew from the beginning what the fuck was going to happen to him. Exactly. Yeah. He and he still did it. God, I think when, like, when I knew it was Hodor that was going to die is when they were talking about, like, I want an egg, like, with yeah. with with sausage and stuff, and I'm with butter, and I, I, he just looks so happy and, like, nodding. I'm just kind of like, you're never going to have that egg, are you? Because if, like, if you see, like, at the end of that scene, his eyes aren't that 
when he gets warged, like the white eyes, it comes back to like his blue bright eyes that he has. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, is this is this him from the past? And Holy and crap. and and you see Bran knowing that he did it, like it's all it's all over his face, like I like I I'm doing this to you. I did this to you. I fucked up. Bran is gonna be so broken, guys. Like he should be. Guy. It's his own fucking fault. He like, had to do. Fuck? You can't you can't get mad at what was supposed to happen. And that's I think that's the tragic story of Game of Thrones. In that yes, we want them to to succeed, but you know without getting there, there has to be sacrifice. And it's just it's sucky. But it had to happen. Like that's why I think the the Blood Raven. He he knew. He knew this had to happen. Why else do you think it took for fucking ever to for Mira to like talk to Bran? Why were they doing that when he just said they're coming? Like they weren't gonna take like an hour to come. They were gonna come right now. So he purposely had Bran in there with him so that he could do the the warging from there. And I, and I think this feeds more into that theory of like. That Bran is the reason all of this shit's happening. Yeah. Or like, Blood Blood Raven and then like him. Like it's the people who can go back in time and do this shit. Like it's them, but it's supposed to happen. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing with time travel shows. Like I, I watch one, so I know all some tricks of it, but it's a little simple in that sense that it's supposed to happen. We're mad at Bran, but it was supposed to happen. If Bran didn't do that, um, well, then you then you start putting into logic that like everything is supposed to happen, like, like, and, and you get into like that shit that um, that Kimvara said before. That's just kind of like bad stuff happens like for a reason, and good stuff happens for a reason. And I hate that's that crap. Like you're in charge of your own fucking destiny, and like obviously, like, well, not here. He, he didn't want to wait. He had no patience, so he went in and he fucked shit up for everyone. Like, well, yeah, but it was supposed to happen at the time. Like, I mean. I, I guess you could say that for the entire thing, but involving Bran, like, Bran, I think, is playing a way bigger role than we ever thought he would. Like, it's insane, but, um, it, I mean, what else can I say that it, it has to happen? We still have a lot of questions, and we're gonna, we're gonna find that shit out, but, I mean, the blood, the blood raven guy, just, he, he knew it was, he's like, it's time for you to become me, like, he just, this guy was ready, like, I mean, why else did he keep Bran in that vision for so long? Like, and- oh, it's, it was it was to to download the information. That's why he's just kind of like, it's time for you to become <laughs> E. <laughs> and he's and that yeah. that whole warging shit was him Bran, like trying to get as much information as possible. At least that's what I think. Like, but the- look, but where they were too, they were just watching uh, um, his family. They were just watching young Ned, young Brandon, I think. Uh, or young Bre- or young um, young Ned and uh, and Benjamin and their father. I think that was to to impart the last the last um bit of knowledge, which is just kind of like try not to fight, but if you have to fight, win. win. Like that's that's what they were there for. But I think he was warging for longer than he was like with uh and, with the Starks, and it was to to get as much information as possible. Yeah. Think, well, think- he can he can still get information from any uh, any of the the trees he can get and he can get information from any of the trees i think that's what they were uh they were inferring so he just left the cave where it was safest but this all led up to him being the 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 main guy like the blood raven was the main guy now bran is and i think that makes bran 
a hundred times more powerful and he's gonna play a big part in the war to come yeah i actually actually was thinking about this uh yesterday and i was thinking like you know like um the guy in the tree the raven he never did anything he was always there yeah but he knew like he had a role in like you know like with bran and i think the fact that bran is gonna have that like fuck Hodor's I'm the reason Hodor dies. That's gonna gonna be the reason. Yeah, that's the reason he's gonna actually like maybe use his time travel powers For differently. Good. Like yeah. he's gonna he knows now so, that he can yeah. affect things in the past. He knows that now. But whatever what? is what's supposed to happen though. Like uh, I think uh I do you get what I'm saying? Like, I understand that, but what I'm trying to say is like this was all supposed to happen, but I think it was all supposed to happen for him to realize that he can change things. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get that. What, I 100% agree. What makes so me maybe scared he's gonna of? start doing the butterfly effect. Remember that movie, Butterfly Effect? He's gonna yes. start messing with the past and the present, and shit's gonna get crazy in there if you think about it. Yeah, if I, he starts doing things like that, he's gonna mess up with a lot of things he's not supposed think, to touch. No, what makes me like scared though is that Bran's gonna fuck shit up in more ways than one because. The reason the the White Walkers were allowed in is because he ha- he has the mark and the mark is still left there. And I think it was like in the books or it was in the show, but somewhere they said that the reason the White Walkers can't cross Castle Black is because of that 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 gate, that pathway like that like interferes the with them being able to cross. So if Bran gets to there, that that's it. Like they can cross with the whites. Do you guys? I mean, still, well, that's why. Do you guys think the wall's going down? Do you guys think the wall is going yeah, down? Yeah, we already this? knew that. Yes. Like, the entire theme of the show has been winter is coming. It's winter is not like a season. It's the whites. Like it. It's the cold is them. It's not like a yeah. season. Like, oh if, yeah. If people have been thinking like, oh, winter is coming, is like the seasons. That's not what it is. <laughs> it's been here the entire time. It's they, been cold. They, they've just been There's chilling. No literally. Yeah. They've been chilling up there, you know. Yeah. Did you have uh, but, been um, chilling? Uh, yeah, seriously. they're chilling. You know, anyways, but I, f- I really do feel like we already knew this. Like we knew that the whites are gonna cross the wall. We, we just know, didn't know how. Yeah, we know that Castle Black is gonna fall. We know that that the whole the reason the entire North is called like being the power in the North is being the warden of the North. Now that like implicates on that name too. Like why is that like important? You know. And I think that because it's been so long, because it's been thousands of years since the wall like was put there, that the Wardens of the no- North don't even know why they're called the Wardens of the North. You're right. So, like We're, we're going to figure out some shit. I feel like Bran's going to be going back and, and noticing some stuff because that's what we got here, right? Where uh, we learn how the first White Walker was even made or born. You know and- what? I'm just... Yeah. Maybe I'm a little pissed off too because I'm never gonna fucking find out what happened in cat in like the Tower of Joy. Like, fuck you! Like I was waiting for that I goddamn flashback. I, I I think we will. We will because like I was saying, uh, the tree that he was at. There's a bunch of those trees around uh, around there. He just needs to find one and touch it and just go all crazy. It's just the cave was the place where the blood uh, raven was and could like mentor him. And that was the safest place. I wouldn't know if there's any other caves with the tree in it. But there are a lot of trees because the Night's Watch have to go to that tree and pledge. 
So there's a lot of those. We're okay. He's still gonna do be going back in time, and I think we will get uh the uh the second tower of uh, joy scene, especially now since he has probably a greater power to choose where he goes instead of just touching it and it takes him wherever. Since he's the new um uh what is it three eyed raven or whatever. But now he's got an army of whites going against him, and like, it's just him and Mira. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm. Oh. I'm worried. Uh, are those children of the forest like extinct now? Practically. Right? That's what I was thinking because uh, I feel like that last sacrifice was it. Yeah, I don't know I, whether I, they're I, dead I, or not. I think it was that was a group of like the children of the forest, but there might be more. I feel like a lot would have been there though to help him, and I feel like who was there was like that's it. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like they're extinct too. I've, I feel like there's no more seedlings. Yeah, like I feel like what they <laughs> created, what they created ended up being their downfall because she tells them right like what you guys created them and she's like we were at war like i want to i want to know a little bit more about that like a, like just a little bit maybe and i think they do have a history on that but i would like the show to, to show <laughs> well, you can tell that they're super like in tune of nature yeah seeing as they're all branchy and whatnot and then <clears throat> there was like the first men that came along and that's who they were fighting, and I'm assuming it's probably just, you know, for space, because men do as men do, and just clear woods, clear forests, and make way for their settlements, and that's probably what it was. That's true, yeah. they probably saw the children in the forest, and like, what the fuck are you? Let's kill you. And, this is uh, some fern They killed their shit. home. Yeah, exactly. Or their weirwood trees. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie, guys, like, that scene that they gave us, it freaked me the fuck out. I was like, what are we watching? Some kind of satanic... Children of the corn shit going on here. Children of the corn. Yeah. I get it. I, Children I, of the I, I, I was I, like, I where's the, Malachi? And <laughs> I, I think the whites uh, didn't uh, didn't leave any of these children alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and I love that they had the whole thing where you know you created something and you couldn't control it. I think that's a that's a very cliche trope, but I liked it. You know I, what? I liked fuck the fact that they died though because they created them and it's their fucking fault yeah, like that's that scene really stumped me oh uh, 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 so uh, that's how they're able to be destroyed of obsidian yeah i love that too right is it obsidian? yeah i was gonna ask you guys like what is that one of like the the special knives is yeah. that why they can die yeah exactly what created you is what can kill you as well yeah God damn it! Although we we still we're gonna find out if dragon fire can kill them too, but yeah, for sure like a weapon that a man per a man a man purse a man can use or men can use it's obsidian. So that sucks. They left spears and shit. Valyrian steel. Yeah, Valyrian steel as well. But that was made with dragon breath, isn't it? Isn't Valyrian steel made yeah. with dragon breath? So there you go. I'm just glad that we were uh, made aware of like a lot of these branching paths. Ah. Why? Why are you making so much Sir puns a lot? What the hell? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know what? Rest in peace, Hodor, and rest in peace, Summer. Like, oh no, I don't want to talk about Summer. Come on, Summer's dead. Like, <laughs> there goes another fucking direwolf. <laughs> so it, literally, literally, winter Actually, killed Summer. I was really depressed because they killed the wolf. Not too much Hodor. I was depressed for the wolf. I wanted to cry for the wolf. I was oh. like, kill the plant, kill Hodor, kill the little ram for being a little bitch I and never so listening. I so bad that we saw summer fall. But the wolf. To winter. Club summer. 
Like the following day, I had to go to school for something, and I was in an elevator, and I saw some guy rushing towards the elevator trying to catch it. I was like, oh my god, don't say it. 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 <laughs> what did he no. say? Hodor! Luckily, he didn't say anything. He just like jammed his arm in the doorway. I think both were really tragic. Like, just Summer, just she's Amira's calling to him, like, Summer, you know, come. And he just sacrifices himself. And then Hodor is just getting like scratched because he's a big guy. They need a lot to take him down. And there are just so many probably stabs and scratches and tearing. And oh, it's just a horror being pulled apart, you know, just dying like that both deaths were hard and i don't want to rewatch this episode ever again i did not care for the dog what i really did not care for hordor Uh, i was just like okay well we kind of knew he was gonna die well yeah but like i think the way they filmed it was really heartbreaking like seeing the the kid that he was going through a seizure yeah that's what i was saying like if it's the implication that that, like the the holder that died and in the future is like the past holder then yeah I, i'd be sad but if it's like the holder that's like you know not all there then i'm like okay well whatever well that's uh. that's why i think it like it it hurts because it's the death of an innocent like he's not for any house like he's all he's, he's just been really loyal doing, yeah. yeah all he's been doing is been loyal it's and the, like yeah and and the same thing with summer too like summer's like you remember him as like the the wolf that like guarded Bran like when Bran was in a coma like when someone came to kill him like Summer like was there and loyal and also like dead now it's just kind of like loyalty means nothing like he's the longest he's also the longest dire wolf we've seen with uh with its owner because I mean Ghost? everyone uh, yeah be, well aside that's why aside from ghosts like everyone else you know lady had to die like in episode three Nymeria had to go in like episode three. Grey Wind died when Nymeria is still when, alive. That's why she had to go. That's why she okay. had to run run off because uh, uh, Aya told her to run off. But and then Rob and Grey Wind die at the same time. And I feel like Ghost and John, while they're still like really tight for like at least a season, he, they were separated. But Summer and uh, and Bran have been together, and he's been warging in Summer a lot. So I feel like. They've been the closest, and I think Bran's gonna feel it really bad next time we see him. Hodor died, Summer died, Blood Raven died, and all so he can survive. Man, it's not worth it. Give me back my sacrifice. Well, no, no, Bran is gonna play a huge part, and it had to happen. But I feel like sh- I feel shitty. But I know it's gonna it's gonna help. It's gonna go and help Danny. It's gonna go and help John for the bigger war. I and think I think the reason I didn't feel anything because I died is because I really like I totally forgot about Summer, and when, like when she died, I was like, oh yeah, that's Bran's that Bran's dog, and like you know like that kind of like realization, like oh yeah, I forgot about that dog, and then like with Hodor as like again, this is another character that like like for, for me to feel something for a character, I need to be immersed into like that that like oh okay oh man Hodor died you know so to me it was just like I saw it coming of course he was gonna die like you know I don't know maybe I'm just cold hearted <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. you have freezed yourself for, for yeah. this like you you are ready for this yeah I saw I, I, I saw it with uh, I see it with like three other people and when that episode finished all of us were teary eyed like we didn't sob but we we were we felt like shit 
Oh, oh my no. god. Then like, Izzy and I are the only weirdos here because I don't really felt anything for other else. I was just mad. I was mad because Bram fucked over everything. I was just worried what was gonna happen with the girl that was with uh with Bram because other won't be there to help them. But besides that I was crying for the wolf. I didn't give a fuck about the guy. I was like, not the wolf, not the wolf. <laughs> so yeah, I'm an asshole also like Izzy. You and I, I were ready for Game of Thrones, man. We're ready. We see no, much. I, I agree with Izzy, I'd completely forgotten about the wolf. And I was like, oh, shit, that one's still alive. Forgot about her. Or him. Not alive for long. <laughs> now now you'll know any Game of Thrones fan, though, because you, you can just say, hold the door, and they'll be like, uh, why? Like, Or a little part of them will, like, glint or wink or, like, be excited when you say that. It'll be it'll be a trigger word, honestly, a trigger uh, sentence. If someone says that to me, I'm gonna be like, <gasps> I'm gonna freeze in my tracks for a little bit. So, yeah. I oh. wish. I think I would have felt something for Hodor if, like, at the end when he's a boy, he's saying like, like he's screaming, "Run, run!" or something. You know what I mean? Like, I think if if it was true, like that they switched, like I'd I'd feel something for him if he's like. You know, or like he started talking. You know, I think that like as Game of Thrones fans, we always wanted him to talk instead of just saying Hodor all the time. Well, if you I notice, while like... he was holding the door, he wasn't saying that. He and he yeah. stayed there. You know. Yeah. I th- I feel like we got that at the very end with him, like with him warging inside, like the real sane boy Hodor inside of the man who's about to die like that that was his like kind of like his last word i I think that's what we got and it's and it's sad it's tragic to be honest very tragic i didn't cry but i was just kind of like man i I teared up it was sad the the way they placed it i think if if it was just him there with the door i would have been like oh man that sucks but with having the little whore door going to seizure and seeing bran's face like fuck like that really got to me it was sad it was very, very sad. Okay. Fuck you, Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, for every chapter in our journey through Isos and Westeros, we owe the Iron Bank of Bravos a debt, and we always pay our debts. So to do so, we give our favor towards each show in coin, be it one gold dragon or ten. So how many was this episode worth to you? Since Brittany said fuck you, Game of Thrones, at the very end, I'm going to start off with you. Ah, oh, thanks. I give it a ten out of ten. Uh, I think uh, it was just it's something to remember and it answered a lot of questions that I think uh, mostly the viewers you know just casual viewers that don't know anything about the book they'd answered some pretty interesting questions and not only that but we had like the king's moot which you know we didn't really spend a lot of time on it because it is what it is you know Um, but we got Yara and Theon getting ships and they're going to Bravos. they're going over there and that means we're going to have some actual tie-in with Westeros and Danny. So that's fucking, that's hype as fuck. Um, Sansa being amazing. Uh, Marine Tyrion being amazing. Varys being scared. And then just the ending. I like, when I give episodes a 10, it's because there's a really exciting sequence. And that entire cave sequence was so fucking good. And it also was really heartbreaking. So 10 out of 10. Okay, I'm going to go next. Because I give the same score. I give it 10 out of 10. Like, again, to, to give a show a 10 out of 10, like, it has to move me. 
And I remember like watching this and being like taken aback by like Sansa and her like kind of description of like how she still hurts and that like kind of that anger that I felt when she doesn't trust Jon Snow but then realizing that like you can't trust anyone or seeing Arya just like heartbroken when she sees them making fun of her father and kind of being in the same position that she was in the like when her father died like in the crowd watching her father die again mm-hmm. and the the final like the, the final time we see Hodor like I remember I have to watch this episode like twice once like just live and the other one to like get ready for this podcast and I remember like seeing the scene and just kind of like blinking and being like I don't want to see this again I don't want to see this but I have to I have to summarize this why like it hurt my heart so like if if it moved me that in, in that sense like it should get a 10 out of 10 for me but okay I've given it a 10 Brittany's given it a 10 Evelyn what do you give it I give it a 9 out of 10 it was a really good episode um I wasn't definitely not expecting any of that stuff to happen. I mean, it, it a lot of it caught me off guard, which is why I'd give it such a high score. Um, the whole thing with Varys, the whole thing with Littlefinger, them being caught off guard was really something to watch. And then again, the whole end sequence was was pretty good. Though I was a little bit annoyed with the whole um, them switching back between um, him being in the past and the whites outside and whatnot. And I was going to finish one and then go to the other or something. It was just, it started to annoy me towards the end. And that's why it's not a 10 out of 10, but it was a really good episode. Nonetheless. Okay. So also not I... enough Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. No like wonder. That. There you go. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Laura, what grade do you give it? How many gold dragons? Uh, I give it a 10 out of 10. Yes! I should give it a 9 because they killed the freaking wolf, but I gotta give it a 10 out of 10. We saw a lot of actions. We had plant versus zombies. I cry <laughs> because they killed my wolf. Who gives an F about Hodor? I mean, yes, it was bad, but that was his job. I only got the stuff at Bram. He reminds me of the walking dead Rick's uh, son, that little kid that Carl. they always tell him, don't Carl. do this. Don't do that. No, that oh, guy. No. The, no, no, no. <laughs> Bram. Bram is like that kid. The the son of Rick from Walking Dead. He's always doing stupid stuff. I forgot his name. Because I haven't Carl, seen Walking like, Dead. So, Carl. Yeah. It's Walking Dead's Carl and Barry uh, Allen's Flash. Where you Carl. tell him not to yeah. do something and he does it. <laughs> yes, pretty Stop, much. Pretty. I think I think the guys on HBO saw Walking Dead. They're like, yeah, let's make Bram annoying like Carl. That he always screws up. He always does something Carl. stupid. They tell him, don't do this. He always does. It. But besides that, uh, we got to see a pretty interesting twist between Sansa and Littlefinger. I don't complain. Finally, the Daenerys uh, saga is getting way better. It was awesome. Especially Lord of the Friends song. He rocked the episode. You got to admit it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was unexpected. I mean, I was okay. like, wow. So we've not given it bright scores, though. But Izzy fucking is going to fuck shit up. I know it. I know it. I, I, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Fuck! What? And I'm going to tell you why. Okay? Like, I like all the branching stories. Those are great. And, like, the implications moving forward. Those are all great. 
But honestly, we lost two characters that I don't give a fuck. I knew that that there was going to be a scene because of previously like remembering that post. As soon as that scene happened, I was like, oh, here it comes. Holder's going to die. People are going to die here, obviously. And I was just like, and I just didn't care. Like, I saw that scene and then I went back to like watch the episode for this podcast and I skimmed through all the last part because I just didn't give a fuck about them. I'm just like, oh, I don't care five? about these guys. Oh, five? Like, yeah. you gave last, but like the shittiest episode, like a seven. This one was a five? Yep. I just, I don't care. I like, I feel for me, like that, ep- that episode was so good in the beginning. And then for me, it just fell apart all like from the midsection down. Like, once it talk- started talking about, like, once you see that Jorah scene, from then on, I just didn't care about that episode anymore. Wow. I was just like, which this is, is why you give it a five because it's right in the middle of the episode. It's uninteresting. Yeah. If it was like more, like more of my stuff, more of what I wanted to see, more of the things that I like. Obviously, that show's not. This is not like the show's not catering to only me, but that's how I felt about it towards the end. I was like, okay, I understand. Like, it's not that I'm trying to be like a hater or anything. Like, I understand like the implications of the entire episode, and I'm excited, looking forward. It's just the episode itself. Like it fell apart for me. There's not. I don't have. I don't. I don't like Jora. I don't care about him. You know. Like I. You know. I. You already guys already know where I stand with Danny and Dario is like whatever to me. You know. And Hodor, I don't care about Bran. Like it's like what Lara was saying. Like Bran has turned into Car- Coral into <laughs> Carl. I don't like Bran anymore. Like I feel like. Okay, so you're fucking Doctor Who now. Cool. And we haven't seen like if it's space time like. You know, like, uh, if they're they're relating to that, like, I haven't seen this been done before. How how could it all go wrong? You know, the same feeling you have, Priscilla, like, oh, don't fuck with time. You know, because it always ruins things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just like, I'm kind of down on it. But I'm excited for the next episode. I want to okay. see what they do with this. I want to see how they take it forward. And maybe then I can go back and feel better about it. But for now, my knee-jerk reaction is like, meh. Okay, so I'm going to go in reverse order with this. So who's your most valued player in the Game of Thrones? And I'm going to go with you, Izzy, first. That torment scene, man. I can't get it up, torment. I can't. I can't do it. I have, like, I've told you in the beginning of the episode, like, he is my favorite right now. I can't, like... I'm so excited for the next episode. But, oh, God, I am so scared. I don't want him to die. I don't want Brienne to die. I want to have babies. And I just... <laughs> I yeah, love okay. I predicted that he was going to die just by saying, like, what if he dies? So, like, if he dies, I'm going to laugh at you and just say, hold the door. So, what the fuck? So, so, you say Tormund. Laura, who's your most valued player? Damn it, that's a hard one. And again, I go with Sansa. She's gonna screw everything on the north. She's doing a lot of moves. She's moving her chess pieces, and things gonna get interesting. I give it to Sansa though, because she's playing the game and she's playing it well. I will say the spider, but the spider didn't do anything big besides for the priest that she's freaking hot. Easy agrees with me on that one. Uh, yeah. But uh, but I will go more with Sansa. Sansa did a little bit more plot. Uh, related, you know, that is gonna set things. So for me, it was Sansa, which is the character I hate on the show, and yeah. it's weird. She's been my MVP all these episodes, but 
she's the only one on the north though that she's been doing something blood related and you guys gotta agree on this one I do. she's actually doing yeah. something like big blood related not like that she's gonna die or you know like getting attention or stuff no 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 it's like related to the plot of the actual show that's why i think uh, she's my mvp because on this episode she stepped it up hardcore okay so La laura picks sansa evelyn we didn't have ramsey this episode so who the hell are you gonna pick <laughs> the ghost go of ramsey <laughs> brianne because i think I, I said it last last episode and, and it applies to this one as well it's like she's one of the only people that gets shit done uh, when it comes to Sansa. She's she's there at the meeting with Littlefinger, and I was like, oh my god, I hope she didn't go alone. And bam, there's Brienne. She's like, I got your back, fam. She's there, you know. She's protecting her, and she's she's counseling her, and really, she's like the first dependable person that Sansa's had, you know, watching her back in a very long time. And <laughs> that like what the fuck face she made at Tormund's. Awkward yes. smile was the best. Like the fuck <laughs> this guy went. <laughs> so, oh Brienne. god! You actually, you, the way you just talked about her, like brought Brienne to a like to me in a different light. Like I didn't even think about that. Like the fact that she's like really dependable and like she's a really good like um, moral support for Sansa and like she's there for her, and that's actually like really refreshing. Okay. Yeah, considering, I mean, Sansa's had Littlefinger and Ramsay in the past, which, and the Lannisters, which all have gone shit for her, so she finally has someone, you know, good in her corner. Okay, so, she got a, a pretty good one, but since I was second, I'm gonna be second to last now. Brittany, you can go last. Um, oh. I'm gonna pick Hodor. Like, as much as, like, you, you guys, like, didn't like him or, like, were just kind of, like, he's pointless, like, gosh, like, he's the last innocent. He's the last one that, like, did nothing, like... And been there since season one. Stuff. Yeah, and all he's been doing is, like, carrying this ungrateful little shit on his back through the cold, and, like, this is how he goes, being ripped apart by whites, like... And not even that, like, if conceptually like if if time works the way it does and he, and Bran pulled a young Hodor inside of like the older Hodor's brain that Hodor has to live his life again and again in a loop knowing that he's gonna die yeah and still doing it anyway like he's he could have left then like just because he can only say Hodor doesn't mean that he has to stay in one place he can leave and say Hodor somewhere else but it shows loyalty and I don't know. He he's he's a true hero. Like I I now when people say hold the door in the elevator, like a part mm -hmm. of me is always gonna think of Hodor. And that of, was yeah. And to and a large implication, white Hodor. Oh please no, fuck that happens in Game of Thrones. Like not in Game of Thrones. That happens in, <laughs> in zomb other zombie media. God no. I hope he's dead. Like I hope he's dead. Dead. Please die. Like uh, and now Brittany. You're the last. All right, so, all right, so all of you guys chose interesting one. I think only one of you chose, actually two of you chose what I would have liked on my list, but you guys didn't choose my first, which was interesting. Uh, I choose Mira. I think uh, this, I don't think she gets enough credit. I mean, a couple episodes ago, we saw her like brooding 
out of the cave and being like, well, like, why am I here when all you do is this? But we saw why she's needed. You know, that, that Children of the Forest, Children of the Corn person comes and tells her, you know, Bran. And that was a, that was a thing we should have taken, um, taken into account that they kept saying, even the Blood Raven, Bran will not be here forever. And when he leaves, he will need you. And I don't think Mira was like, oh, well, I don't know, whatever, we're going to be here in the cave. And in this episode, she fucking stepped it up. As soon as trouble was on the way, she needed to wake up Brad. And then she needed to fight White Walkers. And she's the third person to kill a White Walker. Yeah. Sam, John, and now Mira. Yeah. And she did it in a really fucking cool way. Fucking through the spear. Spear, and then bam. And then she's running, and now it's only her and Brad. And Brad's going to depend on her. And she's going to have to be his beacon of hope. To get through it, because Bran's gonna feel like shit, and I think she will too. But she's gotta, she's gotta help him. So I think uh, having more shed light on Mira this episode, we know how important she is. So yeah, she's my MVP. And I like her too. Like I want, I want her more in the show. Yeah, like, she's like, she's like, she's like a younger Brienne to me. You know, like she knows how to fight. She's feisty. Exactly. She's really, really awesome. And she's impatient. Like she wants, like, like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, what's gonna happen? Like, like she wants to know, and that's actually like really, like, it speaks a lot about a character wanting to know what's going on or wanting to like be able to be useful, because then they can just make her do like whatever they need to make her do. Like, you know, if she needs to fight, then she'll fight. If she needs to like run, she'll make sure that you know uh, he can escape, etc. You know, and that. That makes her a very active character. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, she just needs her creepy guy staring at her, and now she can be completely brain. <laughs> she will be a brain. <laughs> let's, it will let's be have funny. Do that. Br- Bren, let, let's have Bran be useful and likable, because I fucking hate him right now. Like, he needs to torment I, the shit up. I yeah, hate I that guy I, too right yeah, now. I think we all hate Carl. Carl. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind Bran. Yeah, Honestly, Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm not as I'm not as mad as you guys at all. <laughs> I, I'm upset that what's happened, but I'm used to prophecy now. And I'm, out of all the all the shows yeah. I watch with prophecy and destiny and time wants to happen, I'm just kind of like, God damn it. Okay, fine. I'm not. I'm not mad per se about the character or anything like that. I'm just like, like you child. I, but no, he's I, a child I, as well. Yeah, like I've been waiting for so long for the continuation of his story. And for me, like, again, Brittany, like, I, I, I'm right there with you. Like, yeah. I watch a lot of time stuff, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, like, time travel, like, going to the past, et cetera, et cetera. And for it to be another time thing, I'm just like. <sighs> yeah, but I want to see what they're going to do different. And I think there is some differences. And for him going back in time, we're going to find out some more stuff. And I want to see what kind of man brand becomes at the end of this. I want to see him grow. So. Yeah, because if you think about it, like time travel wise, he's not actually leaving the present. He's putting himself in the past spirit, like with his spirit. It's like X Men Days of Future Past kind of yeah. stuff. Yes. So, like, yeah. that means that, like, they can mess with time travel a little bit more loosely and maybe and not more, create a paradox. And he's more powerful now, too. Exactly. So. Maybe now he is going to interact with people. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said when I reviewed the, the episode, like I understand the implications. Doesn't mean that yeah, I. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they interest you or that you like them. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so 
And now, our watch is ended. Join us next time for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. Visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Throne Room and subscribe. Please like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts, what do we say to the god of death? Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> Not today. Hold the door. <laughs> Not today. Hold the door. <laughs> <laughs> she sound, it sounds like death is a fucking elevator operator. Not today. Hold the door. Not today. <laughs> Hold oh. the freaking door closed. Not today. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. For the night is dark and full of terrors. Good night. Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> uh.